0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at pipesmagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Roses are red, violets are blue, be my valentine, and buy me a pipe or two. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on uh, Valentine's Day. The year is 2023. And on this week's episode uh, in Pipe Parts... I've got, a, I've got an inside industry story for you and one that shouldn't offend too many people. but it's an inside industry story for you from my past. And then my guest is uh, Bo York, co-host of the Country Squire Radio. And of course we talked to him about the end of the show and some of his favorites and his growth through it and uh, podcasting. so you get to hear that. Uh, music for the holiday holiday if you want to call it that but more on that in the rant uh music for valentine's day mailbag and uh rant rave observation thing all that coming up on this week's episode of the pipes magazine radio show and in case i haven't said it in a while uh please make sure to uh like and subscribe on uh, apple podcast itunes ratings and reviews much 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 appreciated and uh yeah. And I keep sharing the pipes magazine radio show wherever you are. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've been traveling. I'm back. Um, now we've, we've had a couple of trips in the, in the past two months. And here's the problem with every time I go on a trip, I grab two brand new De jeep lighters. Those go into my pocket. Man, you know, I, check them to make sure they work, then I grab two. All the ones that I've been toting around for a while sit on my desk or by the reclining chair, and they're all partially used. So now I've got this whole assortment of, like, seven or eight lighters that are partially used, and I'm trying to finish them up. (laughs) I know, the problems that I have, right? Yeah, I want to make sure and get every little flick out of those dejeeps, Jeeps. That's why, uh, you know, I've got... 3 sitting here. I've got two by the reclining chair. I added one more to each car just to spread them out a little bit, but a couple of them look pretty rough and must be ready to die soon. So, all right. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in and here we go.
1: Are you looking for that rare or favorite tobacco? Are you wanting to sell those blends or pipes you no longer fancy? Then visit TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and begin your search. Browse our ever-changing selection of fine and elusive luxury tobaccos, pipes and smokers' requisites, and bid on items in an exciting auction setting. Visit us at TinBids.com and sign up for free today. TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site.
0: and we are back on the pipes magazine radio show and all right here's a little story from my past and i'm uh, uh you know as the show goes on i'm i want to pull a few of these out that are uh you know, safe to tell now and won't offend anybody um but you know i worked for alfred dunhill in retail and uh, one of the things that i won while i was working there was a sales you know a sales promotion thing was a dunhill swiss watch it was a quartz watch but i was very proud of it it was way beyond our normal means at that point and uh so i show up to my first rtda in 1998 i'm working for Hulk Aurora, and we are the importers of several brands of pipes and and and, uh, peter stokeby pipe tobaccos and all that stuff all right so i'm very proud of my dunhill watch i show up for my first RTDA I'm wearing a you know wearing a shirt and tie and got my little Dunhill watch on. And uh if I remember the order correctly, uh at the uh, a couple days before the show, we have a sales meeting. And at the sales meeting, In walks Tom Palmer, the then owner of Peterson Pipes, and he is wearing a Dunhill watch. And it's a it's a nice one. It's different than the one that I have, a little more expensive. Uh, But he's wearing that Dunhill watch, and I noticed that. And I said, "Uh uh-huh. And then a little bit later on in the sales meeting, as we had each one of the brands that we import come in and present to us, uh, here comes Jean-Paul, the owner of of BC or Butchoken Pipes at that time. And I notice as he's giving his presentation, he's wearing the same dunhill watch that tom palmer is and i thought hmm okay and then uh, a little bit later on in the day eric nording of nording pipes comes in to present and uh funny story about the pipe that he was presenting but i can't tell that in mixed company uh but he's wearing the same dunhill watch so i think all right what's the deal you know, did, was there a deal at some trade show that everybody's got the same Dunhill watch that I have? Or that, you know, the, they're all wearing the same Dunhill watch and I've got a Dunhill watch on? So later on that night at a cocktail party, I get a chance to finally talk to a couple of these guys face-to-face. And here's how intertwined the industry was, even back then in 1998. So first I went to Tom Palmer and started talking to him and then asked him about his Dunhill watch. Well, it turns out that, uh, Peterson of Ireland was the importer and distributor for Dunhill in the, into Ireland. And Tom told me that, uh, you know, like two or three years ago, Dunhill had a huge, big conference for, uh, you know, a big thank you thing for people that were working with them and stuff. They did a big dinner at a, at a trade show or something like that, and they gave everybody in attendance that Dunhill watch. So I thought to myself, self, okay. So I moved over to Eric Nording, who, by the way, if you're ever at a cocktail party and you want to find Eric Nording, go to the bar. Uh, I move over to Eric Nording, and I ask him, and I say hello and ask him about his Dunhill watch. And he said, well, you know, I, I have done a few things for Dunhill in the past, and they invited me to this party or this event and, uh, they gifted me the watch <clears throat> and I said, okay, all right. And then finally, uh, from butch show I went to John Paul and said to him, I, that I admired the Dunhill watch and I understand it was given as a gift. And he said, well, yes. And they invited me as I have also done some projects for Dunhill in the past. And, uh, they invited me and gifted me this watch. So here I am thinking here are three manufacturers of three different pipe brands that all have at some time in the past, you know recent uh, recent memory of that 1998 date, all worked for or worked with Dunhill at some point. yet Dunhill was the brand they were all competing with. Uh, and stuff like that still to this day goes on in the pipes and tobaccos world where, You know, one company may be a competitor, but they'll also produce something for them, and therefore they're a customer, or one company will, uh, you know, be their distributor in one country and their competitor in another country, or one company may have a specialty that, you know, that, that this other company wants to add in. So when you work in the pipe and tobacco world, You're never really too far away from either somebody that you buy from, somebody that you sell some, and quite possibly those all could be your competitor uh, and uh, potentially your new job. Just a word to the wise, because there we were, uh, four of us that were all at a trade show, all with Dunhill watches, and three of them got them gifted for free, and I won mine in a sales competition. So, there's a little uh, little inside story that I don't think I've ever told in on the show or in public. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And in just a minute, my uh, visit with Bo York. This is Internet Radio.
2: For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike. And our workshop, too, is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr, worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents, and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila 100,000 welcomes. Wherever you come from, whosoever you be.
0: We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And joining us is from the Country Squire radio. I want to say... Uh, I, I I really want I, Bo. I really want to say uh, by and then and then introduce you, but I'll I'll use your real name. So Bo York, Country Squire Radio, welcome back
3: oh wow is are are we on are we on the radio is this a would you call it a podcast is it this is this is exciting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we we on we's on that broadcasting device there so yeah
3: well, how about that man they can do anything with these internets these
0: days this is this is crazy I, i'm telling you the wwws is a lot of w's <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's right man brian it uh, always such a pleasure and an honor to be uh invited on the show thank you so much for having me
0: all right, so the only reason you're back is because you're killing everybody's at least their second favorite podcast, right?
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure that that we're 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 putting to bed their their least favorite podcast. You know, I I think we've uh, we we've we've fought and and uh, you know hard to to bring Country Squire Radio up to the. Uh, the quality of one Brian Levine. and we failed so hard that I'm pretty sure that we are at the dregs of almost everybody's podcast player, my friend. you <laughs> you are not just number one. You are so far above us that uh, that, that we, we we can't even see you anymore, man. We, we miss you. We miss you. come down here, come down where the dregs are that's that's where that's where country square radio is <laughs> I, I,
0: i'm telling you i'm telling you the problem is i've tried to make my show so bad that nobody listens but apparently there's one worse so uh, you know <laughs> well no man yeah. uh, listen I, I i gotta say
3: that you know one of the great things about uh the last 10 years has been the camaraderie slash rivalry that that we have uh shared in this yeah. uh, effort together man and it's been uh yeah. Like, you know, keeping keeping in step with one another, I think has been been a, a great benefit to us. I mean, it, it's it's it, it it cannot be understated just how much we value you and uh, the Pice Magazine podcast, uh, your your incredible talent, your knowledge, your industry knowledge and your willingness to put up with us. <laughs> uh you know uh, along alongside you so we appreciate you man i
0: always i always just kind of felt like 60 minutes competing with hee-haw but that's okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) well
3: see and this is the great thing i'm I'm not as young as i used to be but i'm still young enough to not know what on earth you're talking about so there you go
0: all right kid get off my lawn Um, (laughs) so so let's i mean let's go back let's rewind a minute here are you ready let's do it it's it's 11 years ago or 10 years ago whenever you you know and you're getting into this new thing called podcasting and i think when we when when the pipes magazine radio show started there was i don't know 600 podcasts in the society and culture category on itunes and now i mean you're more in tune with this because you are a professional podcaster I'm a pipe smoker who has a microphone and a and a tongue and can't write. So <laughs> you know. What has happened to podcasting in the past ten years?
3: Oh goodness. I mean it's uh, the industry has absolutely exploded. Um it looks absolutely nothing like what it was when you or I got into this space. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I was just about a week or so ago. I was in Louisville, and I was a a, a friend of mine teaches a, a class out that way, and he invited us to come in. And during his class, he asked me a question on behalf of the students to kind of give a bit of a presentation. The question was, uh, "What is a podcast?" And I kind of had to catch myself for a moment because I thought, you know, it's so interesting because that question means something different now than it did ten years ago when I started. Yeah. Because before the question of like what is a podcast is literally just that it was something that a lot of people hadn't heard of and so we were trying to kind of present it and explain what's kind of the future of radio it's it's like an audio magazine it's it's kind of this ability to you know listen to if you will radio on demand was the context in which we put it in back then But these days the question of what is a podcast really is very broad because a podcast is not just audio a podcast is also video a podcast can Ah, uh, be exclusively video. Now, that was the case back then, but this is like it's way more the case now. Um, and then there's also the the concept of like, well, a podcast in and of itself typically is connected with a whole different other ways in which people are engaging with their audience, especially as you've had you know members of kind of the the celebrity class getting into to podcasting and what that's done to the industry overall. So it's it's exploded. Uh, and man, let me just tell you, I'm grateful that we got in, as I'm sure you are as well. That we got in at the time that we did, because it it you know as the industry goes and booms, it can be a lot harder to make a name for yourself. And back then, I mean, we only had to compete with some dinky little show called Vice Magazine, so you know it was it was yeah it was pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and there was two of you and
3: me. Yeah, um, I mean, they <laughs> we were well, it, gang up on you. That's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, oh, you know, but you so. <laughs> Yeah. I, so I was listening to something in one, you know, one, I was listening to one podcast and, uh, and the, and they were interviewing some celebrity and the celebrity says, yeah, I do this. I, you know, I've, I'm on this show and this show. And then I also do two podcasts a week. And I'm like, good God, does ever it's like they've got, you know, it's like all the celebrities used to run around with their, uh, you know, with their, with their headshots. Now they all run around with their podcasts.
3: That's exactly right, man. I mean, in many respects. You know, there was a, a time where everybody talked about the best business card was having a book. So you would self publish a book. And that was essentially your business card that you would use to network. Now that's kind of become because of the low barrier to entry. That's it's the podcast, it's like, well, you have a podcast, you're going to interview somebody for your podcast, and it becomes this networking tool for a lot of folks, uh, more so than actually creating good content. So I think there's <laughs> yeah. different schools of thought as to the value of, of you know, what you're actually putting out into the world, but people are using it in that way. And that's certainly the case with celebrities. But man, I don't know about you, one of the things that I remember back in the early days was when I would go around and, you know, I'd explain to people, you know, that we were doing this podcast, that I was essentially starting a podcasting company, something that, you know, nobody had heard of a podcast back then that I was talking to, and they certainly didn't understand the concept of a podcast company. Uh, But the, the other thing, too, is once I was able to either sell them on the idea or got people to understand what a podcast was or found somebody who knew what a podcast was, Then telling them that one of our flagship shows was about pipes and pipe tobacco, (laughs) uh, and not just that, but a weekly show without breaks, without seasons, like consistently every single week without Uh, fail, with no end in sight, uh, was kind of one of these flagship shows. They were all very puzzled, thinking, what on earth can you talk about when it comes to pipe tobacco every single week? (laughs) And, uh, you know it's a, uh, it's 10 years later. We've, you know, we, I think, I think we've, uh, you know, 10 years for us, 11 years for you. I think we've, we've amassed quite a, quite a, a, a catalog of content talking about pipes and pipe tobacco without fail.
0: And so I get the question of from people that, you know, the people, people come up to me and they see me smoking a pipe and they ask you know, they want to know me and they ask me, what do I do for a living? And I tell them if I, if I don't want to talk to them, I just tell them I do a podcast. Okay. You know, what's it about pipes and pipe <laughs> tobacco, what can you talk about pipes and pipe tobacco for an hour? I said for an hour, I've done over 550 hours.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, like we, we are in a very set group of people. Not very many people can relate with that story, but you just, you just spoke my life, my friend.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so with that being said, yeah. Um, did you ever get the question from people? Well, when's it on?
3: oh goodness gracious (laughs) okay yes is the first answer to that question i remember that the first time that i started getting those questions because you know that's the thing we've got we've got radio in the name right it's right there yeah and so you know obviously there's a little bit of potentially some confusion that could come along with that to be sure and because you know the nature of the subject matter especially in the early days a lot of our initial listeners were uh you know you know i guess in the kind of a little bit of a, an elder statesman and yet you know very kind of technologically progressive because of course obviously they were getting a podcast but i will never forget the first time that we went to the chicago pipe show and we set up shop we had a nice booth it was right there by the door yeah and we had so many people that came to that pipe show and kept on I was like all right well w- what, what station are y'all on like yeah uh well <laughs> it's it's a podcast like Okay, uh, where do I find that on my radio? I'm like, oh, no, no, it's, it, it's, it's, you find it on the Internet. Well, it says radio right there. I was like, well, yeah, but this is – anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was always a challenge for sure.
0: So instead of doing autographs for people, I'd take their iPhones and subscribe them to the podcast and show them how to play it.
3: <laughs> oh, there you go. You know what? Yeah. That's good. That's, that's a bold yeah. move. I like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, anytime I go to an Apple store, I automatically subscribe all those demo phones to the Pipes Magazine radio show.
3: So that's how you've been able to beat us in the ratings. Okay. This is now, this is making sense. Okay. This is good
0: to know. (laughs) Yeah. All these people are running around going, why am I getting this pipe smoking podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's great. All right. So uh, in the next two minutes, tell us how has your business changed? What's, what's happened with potistery? Are you, you know, you're, you're losing your flagship podcast.
3: Oh, this, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Um, You know, so I will kind of give the, the quick and dirty here. Um, so Podisteria, you know, when it when it first started was kind of an experiment more than, so than anything else to understand and learn about the about podcasting as an industry. And the goal was really to kind of figure out what you know, what problems existed, what pain points were there, so that we could potentially build some sort of technological component to play into the podcasting world. And so for a couple of years, we had, you know, a couple of shows that did very, very well, much better than we anticipated, honestly, uh, so early on. And uh, and so we ended up in the situation where, okay, I was ready to launch the tech company, which would end up becoming Satchel, uh, which would ultimately fail. But regardless, it was kind of the the mindset at the time. It's like, all right, well, we're learning the industry. We're going to shift to technology and that'll be great. But the thing is, the industry treated us so well that we couldn't just shift like we had these really like, you know, top tier shows that we'd created in a couple of different categories that needed to be nurtured and needed to be able to continue to to grow and, and support themselves and really spin off into their own things. I think it was about that time that country square radio itself really kind of became a separate brand, a separate company. Uh, because of the amount of listeners we were getting because of the, you know, potential revenue that was coming with the downloads we were getting with the advertising opportunities. And it was a very exciting time. But like I said, my, my goal was to kind of do the tech play, we started satchel satchel was a, you know, a unique uh, concept with kind of location based podcast discovery, we created some very cool technology, uh, my co founder was a fellow pipe smoker. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of what we made. But at the same time, this the business model never really worked out. And ultimately, we had to, you know, kind of fold that company. But it's interesting because about that time, I was like, all right, well, I've got this other, you know, my, my kind of my, my main company, if you will, Pottery, we've got these shows that are doing well. And for the last several years, I've had so many people reach out to me, uh, looking for me to produce their content. And I would just kind of tell them, no, that's not something that I was doing. That's not something I wanted to do. (laughs) I wanted to be in tech. I didn't want to be in media production, uh, outside of, you know, what we were already doing. But for the first time, I just started telling people yes. And Brian, it's crazy. And as anybody that has worked in kind of the tech or startup world trying to you know create some sort of unicorn situation, you're constantly trying to get investors and, and go for that play. When when you have somebody who comes up and say, hey, I want to pay you to do something, and then they pay you for doing something, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can make money this way. <laughs> it's like the light bulb goes on. It's like, okay, hang on now. Wait, I've had a business this entire time. Yeah you know, rather, I should say a working business model this entire time, because Pottery was making money, but it wasn't it was just really kind of our own shows. And it wasn't, you know, for additional, you know, customers. So over the next couple of years, I've built up a a, a wonderful catalog of clients who have uh, come through, and we've been able to work with them, we've been able to uh, provide uh, consulting, production work, full end production work, we, you know, back when we had the studio in Jackson, we would do studio recordings there. Now we do pop up recordings. And honestly, post pandemic, uh, people have gotten more comfortable with remote recordings. And so our business boomed pretty heavily during the uh, shutdown as people were recording, but they needed professional production on the back end. And so we were able to really uh, work with some amazing folks. Now, one of the things I will mention is I've always worked with, uh, almost always worked with uh, industry or rather uh, companies or organizations. I don't work with individuals or hobbyists. Uh, because honestly to be frank i don't charge hobbyist prices i charge prices that right. need to have a budget yeah uh, to be able to to you know to work with us and so uh yeah it's 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 done very well but in this coming year it's about to change again and maybe that's a conversation for after the break
0: Ooh! all right well we'll take a break right here when we come back we'll actually talk i'm actually going to talk to you about pipe smoking too so we'll see we'll see if, we'll if bo's still on the phone when we get back so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute
1: My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at smokingpipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from
3: all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal
1: pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for.
3: Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation
1: from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad
3: to assist you. We are quality, we are experts, we are collectors, we are
0: smokingpipes.com. and we are back on the pipes magazine radio show or should i say welcome to country squire radio i'm brian (laughs) and i'm (laughs) by yeah there you go hey by how you doing
4: (laughs) there you go very nice very nice
0: you know i'm you know i've said it i've said it on the show i'm gonna miss you guys and and it's gonna suck when i you know because you can i tell you a secret go for it man you guys have been my, um, companion usually while I'm doing laundry. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> you, you know,
3: I, that makes one of us, man. Cause I don't do laundry, but you, but you've been my companion in
2: other <laughs> in other spaces. For yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get back into all your future stuff, cause we don't care. Um, first of all, let, let's well, just, let, I
3: gotta tell you, Brian, my future stuff plays directly into something very pipe related.
0: All right. Well, we'll save that for the end. Everybody listening right. until right. the end. Um, the store. Let's just clarify: the store is not closing down, right? You're not. Ki- you're you're just killing the podcast, not the store, too.
3: That's correct. No, i First of all, <laughs> let's let's start uh, let's start changing some of the language here. We're not killing the podcast, but we are finishing it very strong. But you're right. Yeah. The store, the Country Squire, will continue to uh, survive and thrive and go. You know, and continue. Ah, uh, providing the amazing products that customers have enjoyed over the years. John David is very much a treasure in the industry, and he is not backing out anytime soon. So, yes, the uh, the Country Squire shop, the Country Squire online, will still be going strong, and all those amazing amazing products will still be there. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, the show yeah. is not it's not dying, man. I mean, it's it's coming to its natural conclusion. The entire yeah. cat, well, almost the entire catalog. Episode one hundred, episode five hundred, will remain online uh in perpetuity as far as you know that's our hopes anyway so that you know new pipe smokers can still find it um long-time listeners will still be able to go back and enjoy the archives of uh all those hundreds of episodes so no it's it's, it's still there man yeah. it's still there it's just uh it, it's there to be uh, treasured uh, as any of your favorite pipes that you've, you've got up on your shelf <laughs>
0: And you guys are doing it. The you guys are doing it in a classy way. You let everybody know ten weeks in advance that you know that five hundred would be the end. If I'm correct, I'm I could be wrong, but I'm usually right. Uh, my wife's not that's, a. That's
3: correct. Yeah. yeah. Episode five hundred will be our last episode. Uh, we did. You know, finishing strong is something that listeners of Country Squire Radio know. That's something that's important to us, and and making sure that we're, we're taking a bow the right the right way so giving folks a heads up we also you know had reached out to a few of our club members especially those that had been listening to us for you know for for years and years and years uh to try to give them even a heads up before the episode went out we wanted of course to call you you were amongst the yeah. first to know as well um because you gotta you know you gotta respect the godfather you know you can't you can't just you can't just uh, close your business. You got to go kiss the ring. Make sure that uh, the Godfather knows what's up.
0: Yeah, you know but, what uh, I, you know what I did after I got off the phone with you. Happy I, dance? No, I cried for a little bit, and then I put on Queens. We are the champions because I outlasted. <laughs> You, you, you out, you,
3: you, uh, you, 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 have been alive far longer than us in terms of the podcast space, man. You, you, you started well before us and you will finish way after us. So yeah, uh, without question, bad, if we were, if we were going toe to toe, you would be the one that KO'd us for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So (laughs) let's talk about pipe smoking for you. How in, in 10 years of weekly talking about pipes and tobaccos, uh, what are the significant changes that you've noticed in your own pipe smoking, pipe collection, tobacco hoarding, and so on. How, how have you, how has the show affected you?
3: Oh man, what a great question. and I bet I, I have a feeling you might be able to relate to a little bit of this when, when you do anything or when you're part of a community in a kind of a public capacity, you feel the weight of how you talk about a thing, how you enjoy a thing, you know, like there, there's this. Like extreme desire to want to be very well versed in, you know, here in the pipe tobacco world in in what tobaccos you're smoking and kind of what your palate is. You want to have kind of that knowledge. You want to have that experience and you want to be able to, you know, have smoked all of every single like obscure blend that people have ever heard (laughs) of so that you can say, you know, speak to that. And I remember early on uh, in the in the podcasts, I remember like trying to just smoke everything and like really trying to figure out, okay, what is what is my palate? What do I enjoy? But even then, I wasn't necessarily even thinking about it from the standpoint of like literally, what do I enjoy so that I can smoke this? But what do I enjoy so that I can say I like this or I don't like this whenever sampling something new? Well, eventually, I finally got to the point where I realized, like, man, I'm. I it puts me in a position where I end up smoking a lot of things that I just don't enjoy. It doesn't mean that they're bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just not personally my favorite. And I kind of got to a point in my, you know, I guess pipe smoking career, pipe smoking journey if you will, where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like smoke what I enjoy and I'm not going to apologize for that. Like if I'm <laughs> if I'm just smoking cellar right now, I'm going to smoke cellar right now. If I'm as I am right now just smoking Sleepy Hollow, man, I'm just going to smoke Sleepy Hollow. And it's, it can be a little bit of, you know, there's kind of a, uh, some guilt that comes along with it because we've got such amazing listeners who have sent, uh, who who continue to send such amazing pipe tobaccos and blends and tins. And I've got a fairly impressive little seller, but at the same time, you know, a lot of that is just kind of, you know, there for when I'm ready to try something new. But man, if, if I'm, if I like, if I like a thing, man, that's what I do. I was the same way back before my uh, kids were born when I had more time on my hands. Man, I used to go to this diner every single week. I would go there every single week. I would order the exact same thing on the exact same day. I would sit on the exact same table. The waitress knew me. I didn't even have to order it (laughs) at that point. You know what I mean? Like, she knew exactly what I liked because I knew exactly what I liked, and then that's exactly what I got. And that's kind of what I have kind of come full circle around with my pipe tobacco is recognizing that's okay. Like, I can just enjoy what I like. I'm glad to have, you know, expanded my palate to have tried some different things to still be able to try some new things but i don't have this guilt that i used to have like i need to sample every little thing or i need to make sure that i'm smoking something different every single time i pick up my pipe no i can i can just enjoy what i like and i think that's really been something that has helped me to uh, appreciate this this hobby and just appreciate you know the products that i enjoy all the more because i don't feel guilty for not enjoying them if that makes sense
0: do you know i had the same thing when i when i quit working in the industry i quickly yeah, I I had to smoke everything that we were making and all the samples of stuff that we were trying and
1: poke right.
0: around and see what the competitors were doing and then all of a sudden I realized I only have to smoke what I want to. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and thank God, because when they send you, <laughs> when they say we got four variations of this cherry vanilla chocolate with coconut aromatic. And by the way, it's ninety eight percent moisture by content, and you squeeze the bag, and it's a soup, and you're looking at it, going, "Well, there's a pipe going down the toilet right quick." Um, <laughs> thank God, you know, thankfully Missouri Meersham and their their mystery bags at the pipe shows, because I would stock up on those. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, I understand that. Um, when you got, you know, when you when you went to you reached out to John David, who is then the manager at the country squire and said, Hey, how about doing this show? Um, Did you, uh, I mean, did your mind or did your view of what was available in the world of pipes, particular, just the pipes themselves, all of a sudden change? um, What was, what was it like when you found out that there were like pipes that were like $500? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, it's interesting
3: with the show, like in its inception, and this might sound kind of funny, but it was never about the pipe and it was really never about the pipe tobacco. Right. What really, what I, the opportunity that I saw in terms of like why starting Country Square Radio was really about the community. Yeah. And not necessarily the community online or, or what we've kind of come to know broadly at this point, but like literally like the community and the experience that the shop had like this dusty old little shop in Jackson, Mississippi, like there was something special here. And it was the kind of thing that I was like, you know what, if you could capture this as a podcast, I bet it'd be really powerful. And so that's really what we set out to do. Now, as you say, when you, when you're coming in with the level of ignorance that I had, I mean, I smoked a pipe. Uh, in fact, you know, obviously with John David being the manager and and kind of the nature of how our relationship began with, me coming over to his house on uh, i think it was like sunday nights or wednesday nights for a bible study and we would all sit on the back or on the on his front porch and smoke pipes and i remember it was great because finally i had somebody who could teach me how to smoke a pipe i had all the stuff from when i used to live at memphis but i never really found a good pipe smoking mentor who could teach me right so i just no. got frustrated and Occasionally watch some YouTube videos, and then finally just put the whole thing down and pack it away.
0: Because you went to wait, you went to Elliot Abel's store in Memphis, and Elliot was notoriously a mean old bastard. Well,
3: so uh, yeah, there's a very interesting connection. (laughs) Because I remember, interesting,
0: I remember your story about getting chased out of there, and the old guy's grumping at you and telling you.
3: yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And there's a very interesting connection with that sh- that store and the Country Squire, which uh, we actually we will explore in a, a upcoming episode Ooh. here. Um, so I'll, I'll tease that out for now. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. I had a I had a pretty rough first experience there in Memphis. And so I put away all my, I put away my pipes. I put away and I actually I bought two pipes. I was I was very much and like I bought the first one and then I was like, this isn't working. Let me go back and get one with the smaller bowl. <laughs> so I got a small church warden pipe. And I, I, you know, started trying to really kind of work on that one and and couldn't quite get it. You know, I got frustrated. I couldn't keep it lit. And, you know, then when I could keep it lit, I kept on feeling like I was just power smoking it so I could keep it lit. And I wasn't enjoying (laughs) it. I wasn't finding any kind of pleasure, any kind of relaxation out of it whatsoever. So I put it it to the side. And then when I started going to this Bible study at John David's house and then with him working at the Country Squire, he would bring out some great pipe tobacco. We would all— you know bring out our pipes and we would sit and we would be contemplative and we would read we would pray we would have really good uh, time together and all of this over a couple of pipes and through that that's what got me back into the store cuz i was like all right well i i kind of want to like what was that pipe tobacco that we smoked the other night at your house all right let me come by to the store and let me get it and the experience of going to the shop like seeing how people interacted with each other getting a sense of kind of what the local pipe community was and seeing Kind of you know the the john david ness of his level of customer service it's like man there's something special here yeah and this is what we need to put into a pipe uh into a podcast yeah. now as you pointed out you get into the the podcast and then you kind of step into the world and you're like wait these pipes are how much wait what <laughs> <laughs> like okay why why is that so terrica? like you know like worth its weight in gold like what's what's going on here like you know, like see <laughs> And it it was great because that ignorance that I had going in and have worked very hard to maintain over the last ten years, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like has allowed for you know a voice of the person like the new listener who's coming in. So we're uh, hopefully we're never talking yeah. too high over anyone, and um, i like to thank high my pi- for that.
0: High pitched, yes. <laughs> um, high level, no, but. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the other thing. You had to play the idiot for ten years now. Um, I mean, you know, you've learned stuff, so you can't do that anymore, can you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've,
3: I've, you know, it's. I think I've gotten a little bit better because for a while there, I was kind of like, you know, playing stupid, and then finally, I, I was like, I would recalibrate the question of like for our new listeners, you know what I mean, and kind yeah. of like put it from that standpoint to try to. You know, because uh, at some point I'm like, well, I mean, i have just got to sound stupid if, like, it, at seven years in, and I don't, you know, I don't know what Cavendish is. You know, like, I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta do stuff to, to, maybe uh, uh, tweak the language here a little bit. But, yeah. um All Yeah, right. I mean, you know, the other thing too is John David is such a, he is a wealth of knowledge and is also able to be such a voice of, a. Uh, what's what's the right term here kind of a like compassion and and kind right. of like a good teacher you know what i mean um with the way in which he's able to kind of present what to him is obvious basic information uh and and present it in such a way that you don't feel like an idiot when it's coming from him
0: no and and his vocabulary is so much better than mine he knows some big words and every time he says them with that mississippi accent i'm just like <laughs> God, that he he must just get thrown out of the local piggly wiggly for talking that now, way. see,
3: see what we're doing, what we're doing, Brian, is we're trying to like destroy those stereotypes, okay? See <laughs> good <laughs> You're try. We're supposed good to try. lean into the stereotype. We're supposed to bump those stereotypes. Oh, okay.
0: All right. So going back to the show. Yeah. What are some of your personal favorite episodes of country squire and i i know they're all your babies and you love them all and you do the best with them all but just when you go back what are the what are the ones that just make you smile a little bit bigger
3: oh man you know what i'll let me start off with this one because it's it's literally coming out today when uh when 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 your podcast episode goes out or i guess it'll go out on tuesday so it'll it'll come out tomorrow uh, but this week's episode, I just got done doing a kind of a QA review on it. And I remember when we recorded it and it is a, one of our new series, which is from the library
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it's a conversation about integrity and it is a very personal, it, it ended up kind of, you know, uh rabbit trail, rabbit holing a little bit, rabbit trailing a little bit on its own and became a very, I think a very deeply personal conversation between myself and John David. And uh, with a lot of guards down, and and you know with with some fun throughout, and I remember, and I and as I was listening to it, I even remember when we were recording it, and it was just a very special one to record together. So uh, it's a very pipe tobacco light episode. We've got you know our good pipe question in there, and we set it up for like you know pack your pipe on this one. This is a conversation to be contemplative on and enjoy the conversation over a pipe, rather than like learning you know about this particular blend cut or whatnot. Um, but that's, I think that one's probably going to go down as one of my favorites. Um, but when I think back to it, man, you know, I will never forget the first time that we did our pipe shop fails episode (laughs) is that that is definitely the, one of the listeners favorite, or, you know, the listeners have kind of declared that as their collective favorite episode. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember going into that one a little nervous because country Squire radio, we're a positive show. We always try to like, look on the bright side of life, all that kind of good stuff and when uh when we were going when we knew we would kind of be leaning some some kind of the you know clickbaity negativity that sort of thing <laughs> i just i was i was like ah this could be brand damaging and people ate it up which i was <laughs> which worried me too i was like all right well let's be very sp- like, let's not redefine the show and become the the gripey show let's let's make sure if <laughs> we're we're doing this it's like a special occasion um yeah. but that was a lot of fun
0: I I have a a particular fondness for an episode about Ewoks.
3: Well, you know, I was you know, I was going to say the Ewoks one, I really loved that episode and you really loved that episode, but it was it, we've had some divisive episodes <laughs> in our day. Yes. I will say that. And it, what what I find hilarious, Brian, is that the Ewoks episode is of like if you had like a top 5 controversial episodes of all time with Country Squire Radio. Somehow, Ewoks is in that line, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I primarily just love it for the fact that you said, you know, prior to that, there's no smoking in Star Wars, and I said, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. You were the you inspired that show. Why did, you should
3: have gotten the heat for that? That not us. That was your fault that we ended up doing that show. So there you go.
0: No, the perfection of me is that I cause the problem and then let it fester on its own and don't get blamed for it.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was definitely a, it was a fun one. And it was a fun one, too, just to kind of get the, the it, it was shocking to me, the, the level of pushback that that got. But it was <laughs> it was interesting because it was counterbalanced by the level of love that that got. So whenever there's anything that, that has a little bit of controversy, it tends to you know rally both (laughs) sides to to share their either love or hate for it um i will say that you know (laughs) one episode that's probably best not to mention that we did relatively recently like within the last year or so let's say was uh probably the most controversial episode we've ever done of country squire radio and it was one that i very much wanted to do for years because of conversations I had had with (laughs) tobacconists about a certain situation, let's say. And, uh, and so I'm very proud of how that one turned out, but I don't want you to take the heat. So I don't want to, that's all I'll say
0: about that. (laughs) It it could have, it could have something to do with the way you guys are ending your show in a different (laughs) manner we'll leave it at that um yeah i mean i mean we could always just like you know take take all the podcasts
3: down and tell everybody we're not doing podcasts anymore because there's no good audio left out there you know i mean that's we could do that but we're not going to we're not going to brian we're not going to
0: no but in the future we are going to finally get the barbecue and tobacco pairings aren't we
3: Yes, Uh, this is a long time in joke. I think actually recently one of our listeners found where this joke came from uh, and sent it into us, which I'm very grateful for, because there's a lot of archival references that we're going to want to make for part of our grand finale. But that's right Brian, we are doing a pipe tobacco and barbecue pairing right alongside our 500th episode of Country Squire Radio which we will be doing live in Jackson, Mississippi on March 4th. Uh, tickets are on sale now for the event at the countrysquireonline.com and we really want to encourage folks if you've not done so already to head over to the countrysquireonline.com, get your tickets and come out to yeah. Jackson, Mississippi and join us. It's going to be a celebration of the last 10 years. Uh, I I I don't know that I'm at liberty to say some of the the big big names in the uh, in the community that will be there, but but suffice to say we we are already honored by some of the folks that we're seeing who will be in attendance and folks that we will want to uh, highlight. We'll be celebrating some of our big wins and some of our most embarrassing fails, and we want y'all to be with us when when that happens. So yeah, that's right, March 4th, man, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Tickets on sale now at thecountrysquireonline.com
0: and i can announce that there is a 90 percent chance that my wife will be there <laughs> that's fantastic do you know how bad we want to interview her that would be amazing yeah that would change the yeah no um anyway <laughs> and and we and we can also announce right now that a, a certain john david cole has agreed to Come on to the pipes magazine radio show on a semi irregularly frequent basis and update us with, uh, I think we're going to, I think we're going uh, to call it the, uh, the stories, you know, the, 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 news from, uh, news from the country squire and some industry news and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. As, as they say down Jackson, y'all ain't done with that feller yet. <laughs> No oh, good lord. <laughs> Nobody says Feller.
3: Nobody <laughs> says Feller Brian.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, that's all
3: right. We're gonna get you right. We're gonna get you right. We're gonna get you down there. We'll get you. We'll get you talking right.
0: Yeah. Ble- bless your heart. <laughs>
3: oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bu- but yeah, man, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a blast. Um, yeah. It's it's an exciting time. Uh, it's it's a it's a weighty time. There's a lot of emotions around kind of closing out the show. But um yeah, we feel like this, you know, it's it's a good bookend moment. Uh we have collected so many great episodes, archival episodes. You know, it's it's funny because now you got me thinking about all the kind of the fair you know, some of the episodes that come to mind like our our pipe culture episode on hipsters, which was very interesting. We did a, <laughs> uh, a fun war of the roses where we kind of paired a uh, white rose pipe tobacco against the Lancaster that the squire was uh, covering at the time. And even got the, the London based pipe, uh, community involved in that one, which was a, a blast and, <laughs> uh, man, so many good memories, but there'll be a, there'll be time to have fun, uh, there in Jackson. And we hope that some of your audience is able to join us there as well.
0: Somebody needs to dress up like a pirate. That's all I'm going to say. We-
3: well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know what? I, that's a great idea, Brian. That's a great idea. Uh, let me just ask you this right now. If, if we asked you to dress up as
0: something or someone, would you be willing to do it? I'm wearing a costume already. It's called me. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'll play. Uh, you know, I'm game. That's
3: okay. All <laughs> right. We, we might need to talk offline because there's an idea that we've been kicking around that, um, yeah, it might be kind of fun
0: i yeah i, I might be,
3: be be scared brian be scared
0: i i might be uh i might be a fur a foot for it um <laughs> with that we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready
2: uh hit me brother
0: bo york for the last time ever on the on this show because you're not coming back because you won't be any use to me wow. Uh, wow yeah i know i'm done with you uh what wow. is your favorite pipe Oh
3: man, you know, I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, my, I've got a straight billiard pipe. It's the first pipe I ever purchased. Uh, and it is still a great smoker. Um, I've, (laughs) I don't smoke it all that often because I I guess when it comes down to it, I end up enjoying, um, a lot of the other pipes a lot more, but it's, it's still like the, uh, the favorite one, um. (laughs) I always debate with myself about possibly even getting it framed like in a shadow box or something like that, <laughs> but I'm not yet ready to put it out to pasture because I, I kind of pull it out to smoke on special occasions. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, it's not, it's not the fanciest. It's certainly not the most expensive, but it has a lot of personal kind of a uh, uh, emotional attachment to me. So that's, that's my favorite.
0: And what is your favorite raisin scented pipe tobacco?
3: Well, you know, Brian, it's interesting because as as we've uh, discussed for the last past 10 years, all pipe tobacco really smells like raisins. <laughs> uh, I hope John David is listening because uh, he would he would co-sign on that. He would say that that's really pipe tobacco when it all comes down to. It's just all, they're all raisins. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the extent of the answer to that exact question that you're going to get from me. <laughs> if anything I say, well, then co saying that I think it tastes like raisins, that's, that's going to get, get me in trouble.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why is there two scoops of bran flakes in my pipe tobacco? <laughs> um, uh, what is your favorite drink?
3: Oh, what a great question. Um, man, a, a Sazerac. I love, uh, you know, it's my go-to cocktail. Love me a Sazerac. I've got kind of a custom, uh, a, a Sazerac that I make. That's a combination of cognac and rye. And, uh, it is fantastic.
0: So yeah, I'm a, I'm a Sazerac guy. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? <sighs> Woo, man. A book,
3: a movie, or music. Um, goodness. I guess lately I've, it's been music. Uh, you know, I've got uh, a record player. Then typically, my wife and I will enjoy some cocktails while putting on some old records. So, yeah, we—I uh, guess—I guess music as of late.
0: And then finally, I normally ask people for a favorite pipe smoking related memory, but in this case, I want a favorite John David Cole related memory.
3: Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> you can't ask me that right now. Too late. Um. Uh, <laughs> goodness okay um man yeah so there's there's a lot
0: um (laughs) i know and that's the thing so this
3: is the thing that when when you've had a relationship with somebody like we've had for the last 10 years uh and you know from both a professional and a very deep friendship like a lot of the things that come to mind i'm like well those are kind of personal personal moments that i probably don't want to share with your audience but because they deal with kind of like some big life things but Um, I'll, I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a fun one instead. I think that's probably a good one to do. Um, man, I think, yeah. Okay. I'll go with this one. We recently, (laughs) we were recently in, uh, Miami as part of kind of this, you know, kind of attempt at a country Squire radio world tour that we did this last past year. And we went down to Miami and John David and I, we, we get into town and we're staying at this, this very like swanky. I think they call it, like, the fashion district, okay? Now, we didn't know we were staying in the fashion district. Had we known, we probably wouldn't have stayed in the fashion district. (laughs) We would have stayed in, like, the cigar district because it's Miami, and you would have, you know, that's that's where we should have been. But we were in some sort of, like, you know, fancy-schmancy type situation, and we needed to get some food so we get done recording and i'm I'm a breakfast guy i need some breakfast like we got to get things going i find a breakfast place we look all over for this place we're wandering around we're constantly getting lost there's massive like like shopping you know boutiques all over the place (laughs) and we pass by a couple of times this giant like wall of roses okay like these pink floral like roses and everything and it takes us a second to realize that this is not just some garden this is the restaurant that we've been looking for the entire time, <laughs> and we walk in and they've got flowers hanging down. They've got little archways with little flowers and everything. They bring out a tray when it comes time for our our uh, <laughs> our breakfast of like the most boutique little tea set type situations. I mean, I you know, look, I, I'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a classy dude. I have no problem enjoying uh, some some nice uh, nice food <laughs> on some fancy wear and everything else. But the fact of the matter is this wasn't me enjoying tea at, like, the Ritz with my daughters. This is me and John David at a recording (laughs) retreat, and we are surrounded by all of these, like, pink roses and, like, the most pinkies out spread you've ever seen in your life. And like I've just got this big dumb grin on my my face the entire time, and he's just like can't keep it together. And then I'm like, oh, excuse me. And then the waitress comes. Out, I was like, can you take a picture of me and my partner right now? We're we're just having a little time together. <laughs> we got a great picture. Everything it was so funny. But anyways, yeah, that was a that was a fun memory.
0: <laughs> yeah, partner might have been key for that. Um, <laughs> business partner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway uh so in case you didn't hear it on a previous episode i kind of gave you all some love so i'll give it to you personally again uh thank you for 10 years of always entertaining us occasionally teaching me something and oftentimes making me feel a little stupid uh but in reality you know a rising tide raises all boats and uh you guys rose this boat and yeah so thank you for that appreciate your friendship and you're right we have um we have harmlessly gotten very abusive with each other over the years <laughs> and have never felt bad about it or bad about wow. each other at any moment so uh, that that's a rare thing to find in this and and you're right this is a uh uh this is a hobby full of characters and personalities, and it's all in good fun and and i'll uh I'll miss hearing y'all hee hehan and "yee-haw" in my ear once a week, so I may actually go back and listen to some of those old shows so
3: well brian, let me just let me just tell you thank you so much for that i I did hear your words uh from from uh I it was a lot last week uh when the when the podcast went, maybe it was two weeks ago. But um, and uh, and I appreciate you. Um, we're gonna. We we definitely want to make sure we're giving you your flowers too at uh, at, at episode <laughs> five hundred. But let me just say, let me just say to you, man. And I, I really, I've I've been thinking about this a lot. I thought about it a lot when I called you up to tell you, and and before that and after it, it's just been very heavily on my mind. And I, you know, you've become a friend, a mentor in this space. A, a comrade like a, a brother in arms in this kind of uh, unique space in the industry yeah. but the thing that i value the most about you is the rivalry because like <laughs> the respect like I, I i can't stress enough how much i wish in every aspect of my life i had a brian levine somebody that i could like like i could trust i could lean on i you know i can come to you i could share with you like hey we're here in this how do you feel about this? Hey, the, you know, this we're worried this is going to come after us. How do you like being able to, like, come to you and trust that you're going to give us solid advice whilst also, you know, be able to compete with us head on and not hold back. And I, I cannot thank you enough for that. You, you have been just such a pleasure to listen to, to learn from. Uh, you are a treasure in this industry. And, you know, we joke and say the Godfather, but we're not joking because you are the godfather and so we we appreciate you brother
0: i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse
3: (laughs) how do you think they see that's the thing that's how the podcast died like you called us up you are like "All right, take the 500 and you're out or you'll be sleeping with the
0: fishes (laughs) and i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell a secret because the day you called me and told me that it was ending then what did you do you had the nerve to ask me about questions about going to disneyland because that's where you were going in a couple days It's like, it's, it's, I'm picturing the Super Bowl ad. I'm Bo York. I just killed the Country, Spy, Country Squire Radio <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to Disneyland. Yay.
3: Oh, man. Not killed it, man. Not killed oh, it. We're, ended it. We're, we're ended it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, hopefully uh, you know, some of your listeners will be able to join us there March 4th. Again, the countrysquireonline.com is a place to uh, get those tickets. And Brian, thank you so much for having me on this
0: week. Bo York, thank you very much again. And we'll be back in just
1: a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black-tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. This is Internet Radio.
0: And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the event. I'm not looking forward to them being gone, Uh, but anyway. All right, uh, speaking of podcasts, before I forget, the Get Piped podcast with the, uh, as my wife calls them, those two young good-looking guys with their cute wives. Um, I will be on their show this week, so you can hear more of me there this week if you want to. Um, and we talked about some new stuff. All right, for music, I got an email from uh, Dino, the musical director of the Pipes Magazine radio show, and he says, uh, hi, Brian, I hope your vacation has been enjoyable. Next week's show is on Valentine's Day perhaps a perfect song for the show is the wonderful performance of my funny Valentine by pipe smoker, Frank Sinatra signed Dino. And when Dino sends in a song, guess what? We play it. So that's what you get. Uh, the, uh, the chairman of the board singing my funny Valentine,
4: my funny Valentine, sweet comic, Valentine, you make me smile with my heart. Your looks are laughable, unphotographable, yet you're my favorite work of art. Is your figure less than Greek? Is your mouth a little weak When you open it to speak? Are you smart? But don't change your hair for me Not if you care day little valentine's day each day is valentine's day is your figure less than greek is your mouth a little weak when you open it to speak Are you smart? But don't change your hair for me. Not if you care for me. Stay, little Valentine. Stay. Dead.
0: I cannot imagine Frank Sinatra getting a, you know, having a hard time getting a woman to stay because if the singing or the blue eyes didn't. Well, he'd just tell them they have to.
4: There is a message for you.
0: And remember, if you have a mailbag comment or question, you can email it to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at PipesMagazine.com. Or you could post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page, just like uh, Dino does every week. And uh, we're going to do a quick mailbag here this week just to get caught up, but uh, two weeks ago, Dino says, the conversation with Gabe was both interesting and entertaining. I enjoyed his enthusiasm in rediscovering the pipe. His questions for you and your answers were, I'm sure, quite pertinent and edifying to those nascent smokers in your audience. Uh, That's Dino speak for, I already know that. Uh, And then uh, Dino says, the Kiri Elison by Larry Nickel was just plain lovely. Thanks for sharing. That was a warm heartfelt shout out to the Country Squire radio show. Nicely done. Thanks for a great show, Dino. You are welcome, Dino. And then Casey Ghost says, good show. Your list of carvers who have retired or passed on is quite useful. Should also let guys who are interested know that eBay can be a good thing. Uh, Gabe was an interesting guest to have on. I hadn't heard of him before, but your conversation let us get acquainted with him. His story of how he got back into pipes will spark memories for a lot of pipe smokers. Uh, As a young boy who attended Catholic school for three years in second, sixth, and seventh grades, I'm very acquainted with the musical piece you played this evening. Uh, This was back in the day when the only language was Latin. (laughs) Being in school choir, you couldn't help it. The playing of the piece by Larry Nickel was uh, really took me back. <laughs> Don't know if that took you back in a good way or a bad way. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway. Oh, and uh, and Gabe played uh, basketball from '97 to 2001, so you can go pull up his uh, college stats there. And then going to last week's show with Scott Theely. Dino says your enumeration of collectible pipe ephemera was very useful for both new and. Seasoned members of our pipe community. Nice to catch up with Scott. Congrats on the Platinum record. I bought the LP when it first came out years ago. And I also have the CD. A truly great album. Tom Bombadil is a favorite. Uh, This was a terrific conversation. Informative and entertaining. And thanks Scott for Pipepedia. I use it often. Uh, Brian, some very insightful comments about Artisan Pipes. Dude, you got my vote. Smoking my pipe could be your campaign song. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for a truly entertaining show, Dino. And uh, Casey Ghost says, I expect the run through of different collectible pipes was much appreciated by pipe aficionados. I can't remember if you remembered lighters or not. Uh, It was great to listen to you catch up with Scott Thiele after many a year. Scott is just a prince of a fellow. I had the pleasure of listening to him play at the Chicago show one year. Uh, him and a group of fellows were playing straight bluegrass and it was just sensational. Wow. A platinum record is nothing but a real feather in his hat. Congratulations on getting this award. Pipedia is something I use almost daily in answering questions on the forum. Uh, I didn't care for Tom Bombadil that much, but it is always a pleasure to listen to Chris play the mandolin. I think your idea of running for Congress makes a lot of sense to me. It has burned me for years that Congress exempts themselves from laws that affect their constituents. Uh, Yeah, just for the record, I ran that by the lovely wife here, and she said, no way. Uh, And then finally, Jay Smitty Six says... In uh, 2022, on Thursday night at the Chicago Pipe Show, I had the good fortune to randomly sit down next to two gentlemen from the greater Columbus area. Me living in Cincinnati uh, immediately struck up a conversation. Scott Thiele then sat down at our table as he knew one of the two gentlemen from Columbus personally. We all then proceeded to have a two-hour conversation about parenting, sailing, music, etc., basically life beyond pipes. And it was one of the best memories from the show. I was so excited to listen to Scott again, and it was a wonderful show. Thanks, Brian. And I hope you had a wonderful trip, Jason. Yeah. Had a great trip. Um, uh, got a lot of sunshine in and a little bit of pipe smoking too. All right. Again, comments, questions, email me, Brian, at pipes, magazine.com. If you sent a comment recently and I didn't read it here, well, we'll get caught up in future shows. So just a month in just a moment, rant time.
1: There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corn corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the seller Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at C&D as a crew of folks who just love tobacco, it's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold,
0: Day is a well. Let's just say it's it. Come on, let's be honest, can we? It's a manufactured event, all right. It's a manufactured event, and it can be a uh, it can be a great day for those that that are in a relationship, and especially if you're in young love and all that. It it can also be a hard day if you don't have somebody in your life, and you know. So that's why you know maybe your pipe is your Valentine. So treat your treat your pipe to a nice bowl of tobacco. Uh, But on the other hand. It can also be a, um, you know, it can be a good chance for those of us that are in a relationship to remember to do something a little nice and just kind of use that as the opportunity to be reminded that, you know, those that we're in relationships with, we kind of like something nice occasionally. So, all right. So it's manufactured, but it's beneficial because it's kind of like a, you know, it's like an iPhone reminder. You know, you got to get up and walk for five minutes. Well, you know, what? once a year, just... Buy something nice, a little sweet treat and a card, and uh, boom, you're done with it. Or if you're not in a relationship, you know what? Do something nice for yourself, just a little thing. Or maybe, you know, take that favorite pipe of yours out tonight and sit down and smoke it and feel its, uh, you know, just kind of caress it and feel its natural lines and, uh, you know, look at the beauty of the shape and the form and, you know, just take that moment and don't stress about it. All right? But... For those of us in relationships, yeah, don't forget to do something. Because if you forget to do something, boy, it's going to be the bloody Valentine instead of the funny Valentine. All right. (laughs) Okay. Again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Keep sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show out wherever you are. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Bo York for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time.
4: Clouds, when we're together, just sing a song and think about sunny weather.
2: Happy Dread, Badida,
1: Badida, Badida,
2: Bumba, Bumba, Bumba,
0: Red, violets, or blue. Ow, there's a damn thorn in these roses.